We are in Doctrine and Covenant, section 76, verses 50 through 70, and we're talking about the celestial kingdom. I actually already recorded this and somehow inadvertently <laughs> deleted it. Um, but I had a really cool experience this morning. I was walking with a friend of mine that I don't normally see, and she told me this really sweet experience she had. She said she had gone to a church meeting. Her and her husband served in the stake, and they had gone to this church meeting, and she said it was just such a spiritual experience, and she said it was downtown, and they had scheduled to meet their kids after and go um, walk with them around the mall and just get with their kids. And she said, as we left this meeting and went over to the mall, she said, we walked into the store to meet our kids. And she said, the stark contrast of where we had come from, this spiritual being surrounded in this feast of the spirit, to the mall and she said not that the mall was a bad place it was just such a stark contrast and she said what hit me so clearly is that is what it means we will pick where we are comfortable and those people at the mall would no sooner want to be in that meeting would no sooner feel comfortable in that spiritual meeting they had been in then they were coming from that feast to the mall. She said it was just so obvious, the contrast. And God wants us all to be happy and we will live and dwell where we are happy. And it was such a cool thought. I just thought that was so wise and goes so well with this. Okay, so if we start in verse 50, and it says um, that the very first is the morning of the first resurrection, and that is concerning the resurrection of the just. And I love that it says the just. If you go to D&C 29.13, it says um, to be clothed upon with a crown of righteousness, even as I am, to be with me that we may be one. And later in these verses, it says just the just are those who did good, who wanted, who did good things. But I loved that we will be one. That is the reward. Those who do good things and seek Christ in their life, we will have all that he has. And just like in verse 20, when we talked about that, it says, um, and received of his fullness, it's talking about Christ on the right hand of the Father and received of his fullness. That's what it's talking about. We will receive of his fullness, all his knowledge, as long as our will is the same as his. We will grow line upon line and receive of his fullness. And that's all through Christ's atonement because none of us will deserve that. Okay. Um, this is what it tells us about those who are just in 51. They have received a testimony of Jesus Christ, right? We're seeking him. We have believed on his name, taken his name. We're baptized after the manner of his burial. So by the proper manner, immersion in his name and according to the commandment, which was given. And then if you go to 52, keeping the commandment, they were washed and cleansed from their sins receiving the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of him who is ordained and sealed to this power. So it's by the priesthood power. 
not only the right ordinance in the right way, but by the right power. And who overcome by faith. And the reason it says that is we don't overcome. We don't learn to be perfect on our own. We overcome because of him, because of the gift. And all we do is say, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Who am a, Are we not all beggars who am a sinner and need thee? We all who will be there will have need of his atonement and will have accepted that gift in our life and repented and called on his name. I love that. Um, I love that it says, um, these are they in 55 whose hands the Father has given all things, 56 priests and kings who receive of his fullness and of his glory. And the reason I love that is that he has given us all things. He has given us temple covenants, temple promises, and he has given us priesthood keys. We have everything because of what he has given us. So those are they who take advantage of that, who take the sacrament, renew that covenant, all of those who are seeking for God to be first in their life. And now that could make you think that's just members of the church. It is not. There will be many of us who don't make it because we aren't living up to those covenants that we have made. We're not getting really, really good at repenting. Um, our pride gets in the way. There are many, many people who have not accepted the gospel. Maybe they've been told it once or twice before, and we know from past podcasts, and I love this thought, that it takes an average of eight times coming in contact with the message before someone accepts it. These can be anyone pursuing God who so want God to rule and reign in their life. They will accept those covenants. They will accept those promises. They will so want to make those with him. So I love that. Okay, go to 61. Wherefore, let no man glory in man, but rather let him glory in God, who shall subdue all enemies under his feet. And I love that because it's so important we understand it is all about God. One of the things that I would do in seminary that I once, I think I saw someone else do it. I don't remember. But I would say to the kids, okay, I want you to give me the formula for making it to heaven. What do we have to do? And so they would say like prayer, um, church, scriptures. And so I put like P plus C plus S and I had it in parentheses. And once they got to, um, you know, five or six things and kind of stalled, I'd say, what do you think the prophet does? And then they'd come up with a bunch more like service and and just a bunch more in those parentheses, obedience and repenting, all of that. So they'd fill these parentheses with this formula. And then I'd say, okay, so then do we make it then? Is that the guarantee that we make it? And finally, someone would say, no, we have to have Christ. Without his atonement, none of us make it. And then I put that A outside those parentheses because in math, you know, anything outside that parentheses times what's in multiplies what's in those parentheses. And it's the atonement that makes it possible. It doesn't matter 
what's in those parentheses, as long as you are seeking Christ. It doesn't matter if you're a member or you're not a member. As long as you are looking for God to prevail in your life, as President Nelson says, and you call on and accept the gift of his son. So I love 61, what it says, let no man glory in man, but rather let him glory in God. If you look at Alma 26, 11, this is what came to mind. And Ammon said unto him, I do not boast in my own strength, nor in mine own wisdom, but behold, my joy is full. My heart is brim with joy, and I will rejoice in my God. And then go to 16. Um, We will glory in our Lord. We will rejoice for our joy is full. We will praise our God forever. Behold, who can glory too much in the Lord? You can't. It's not possible. Are we not all beggars? We are. We are. All need him. The prophet and the most hardened person that you can think of, Alma the Younger. And he made it by calling on Christ and accepting his atonement. And that's the point. I love that. Okay, 63. These are they whom he shall bring with him when he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on earth over his people. And I believe it was Elder Anderson who said a couple conferences ago, when he comes that heavens will be filled with angels. And it just filled my heart because I thought, I've always wondered, how is it that we will all see? The earth is round. And I thought maybe the internet, maybe people will be posting about it. Is that how? Well, if you read this scripture, the heavens will be filled with angels. You won't be able to miss it. There will be so many righteous people coming back with him. And what an awesome thing. My father will be one of those. I love in 67, these are they who have come to an innumerable company of angels. Innumerable. We can't number. That's how many will be there in this celestial glory. That should give us so much hope. I have that innumerable underlined. That is so important. Then 69, these are they who are just men. Okay, that word again, made perfect through Christ. I love that. These are good men. Yes, they're good men. They did good things, but they wouldn't have made it if it weren't for Christ. So that is the key in all of this. Okay, and it's they're accepting, desiring it, wanting it. Nothing else. They get to pick. Where, who are your best friends? Who are your wives? What do you like to do? What are your desires? Who do you feel comfortable with? When I sit and think, I want to be with Heavenly Father, with Jesus Christ, with Joseph Smith, with Nephi, with Moroni, am I where they are? No. But is that where I want to be? Yes, with all my heart. And so I have to tell myself when I go through hard things and trials, do not waste the days of my probation. Help me strengthen me, give me peace, help me not to complain because I so want to get back to heaven and be so happy with the progress I've made, who I've become. And more than that, I want the Lord to be happy with who I've become. I loved when Elder Holland said in his talk, there are so many of us that want to go but say, don't give me this trial or don't make me go through that. But then I'm going to feel totally comfortable living in the presence of the Savior who has gone through everything for us. And that just so pricked my heart because I thought, man, that sounds like me. But don't, please, why are you making me go through this? Why are you making us struggle with this? I want to be one with him. 
So however he feels that needs to happen, please give me peace. Please help me not to murmur. And please help me have an eternal perspective. I do not want to waste the days of my probation. And I long to be with Emma, with Joseph, with President Kimball, with President Hinckley, with all of these great people that I have loved my entire life with my dad. And I have no doubt that's where my father is. Okay, jump down to 94. These are they who dwell in the presence. They are the church of the firstborn. They are see, they see as they are seen and know as they are known, having received of his fullness, again, the atonement and of his grace. And he makes them equal in power, in might, in dominion. And that sounds amazing to me. I love in verse 20, again, when it says he received of the fullness of the Father. That is the promise to all of us. That is the goal. That is my greatest desire. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.